believers really worth a damn? These furry agents of change create and maintain essential wetlands. No one's going to argue that they improve their environment for the better, but I'm starting to think that they change the lives of the people who work with them as well. Let me show you what I mean. I am here today talking to Joe Cannon, who's the Senior Beaver Project Ecologist for the Lands Council. And um, I'm going to start out by having you explain what that means to our listeners. Okay, that means that I am in charge of uh, deciding um, the ecology aspect, doing the research, coming up with um, the premise for doing our beaver restoration work and also other riparian restoration um, strategies and programs that we do. Um, so it's mostly just coming up with validity for the projects. How did you get involved in this project? For some reason, I was a big beaver fan when I was a child. <laughs> Not the school, but the animal. So I have all these photos of me running around in beaver regalia and Take my my parents would take me on vacation to Yellowstone or something, and I'd insist wow. that they take photos of the beavers. And um, but it wasn't so much that as my interest in restoration, wetland restoration, and working on these projects and seeing like the costs and the inputs that went in getting these systems to look remotely like they have historically. And right. then it sort of just came full circle when I saw that. You know, started to see this research and publicity on these projects where they beavers do it for you know a fraction of the cost, and it's kind of like this holistic wetland restoration right. procedure. And yeah. of course, it's a little less whimsical than that when you look at the details. But, but yeah, that's what got me. <laughs> so, um, when you look at what you do, what what do you think is your favorite part of the work you do? Favorite part? Yeah. I love the uh, the moments of observing the beavers when we have them uh-huh. in captivity when when there's not a bunch of stress involved and you're just like looking at them and trying to trying to understand more about them from right. observing them in a way that hardly anybody ever has. Right. Um, so that's something great, but I think one of the most rewarding things is just the the connections we make with groups that I never thought that we would have such established connectivity with. So, Like, for instance? Well, like the large landowners that mm-hmm. um, that have the they're probably the greatest stakeholders because they experience um, uh, impact on their resources by beaver activity gone wrong. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think is um, not fun about what you do? Um, probably the, the other side, just, uh, <laughs> the groups that are valuable to this, this movement, I guess, of, of acknowledging that we need to have some connectivity to natural ways of sustaining our natural resources. Yeah. And, like, um, and not being able to establish that connectivity. So that's probably the most surprising thing to me. But yeah, it goes both ways. I'm, I'm yeah, it's, is that groups that should understand what you do and how it relates to what they do, what they need, but don't? Is um, am I understanding that correctly? Well, I'm, I'm 
referring to like the research that we get and we have um, responses from critique from and uh, feedback and people that will converse with us aren't beaver there's a lot of beaver research in Washington state and those are the researchers that we can't really get connectivity with like right. we're getting all our information from uh, people you know in Canada and New York and Colorado and Utah so yeah it's a little frustrating that we're accomplishing more at a national level than um, connectivity right under our, our nose. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, you mean just local, like the people that are in your state that should be, like, all playing on the same team. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we've even gotten some really good momentum with uh, government agencies. Yeah. I mean, it's spotty, comes and goes, but um, yeah, usually it exceeds my expectations. You know. Right. Right. When you think about the work that you do, what what frustrates you that people don't understand about it? I mean, what do you really want them to get? That it's not. It's in. I mean, it's in their best interest to keep to keep the beavers uh-huh. there. That the things that they aren't seeing are 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 the valuable things, and we can't just um, show them something immediately that's going to change their mind. Right. And, like we can't just show them. A wetland that's filtering out the non-point pollution, you know, yeah. that's an extra water supply. We can't just immediately show them that they have a perennial stream rather than one that, you know, isn't running late in the season. So it's it's kind of like a lot of these times if you could just come up with um, a great example of something you could show them immediately and somebody that could testify. Right. That, you know, right. would yeah. go a lot towards that, but... I mean, I don't know. It's frustrating because it's just a big risk for people that really depend on their resources. And yeah, yeah. One thing I have liked asking people about is the first time they saw a beaver. So, do you remember the first time you saw a beaver? What surprised you? What what was different than you expected? I didn't have as uh, the first time I saw them. They were just from a distance, you know, at twilight um, and out west. I didn't even see them because they're not really, they're just up in North Florida now. Right. Um, but I I saw one at a, a small wildlife um, rehab center. Um, huh. Actually, it was just over the line in Georgia and Florida, technically. But, yeah, I, what shocked me was how much they conveyed in their mannerisms. Huh. You know, how much, like, uh, body language that... That an animal of such that we consider to be of such low intelligence, yeah, just communicating with us. Okay. Um, I mean, not being anthropomorphic at all. I'm just saying that this is how they communicate with each other. Yeah, and it's, it's well, not, communication is obviously really important to them. Yeah, I mean that's what sticks in my in my mind. It's huh. like these amazing yeah. hand gestures and crouching and you know coming <laughs> up to you, this curious look. I mean, you could just tell so much that I hadn't seen from wildlife before. So Right. What would you advise to other folks that are thinking about doing the work that you do? What would you say they should study or who should they talk to? I think they should really get find some kind of internship or yeah. some kind of program where they could just get a lot of experience talking to people, listening to people, yeah, and learning how you know, to get social skills, learn right. not just problem solving, but just listening and, 
you know, understanding people from, you know, as little communication as possible because nothing really happens in this in this field unless it's got political validity to some extent, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that's been the biggest challenge for me as an right. introvert, that it's just like you have to do it. And you, if you're not successful, you can't pass on all of the outreach to the people that have the gifts. You know, you've got to... Right. Is, is Lancet's Council still doing internships? Oh, yeah, we do an AmeriCorps every mm-hmm. year. And I, that's probably, you know, several years of worth several years of college yeah. in this field would be do like an AmeriCorps. The, find the right one and just make your experience, create your experience, like learn from people around you and just make good decisions, put a lot of energy into it. And, I mean, you'll come out skills that nobody else can learn. You know, you right. can't be taught. Yeah. I've done two of those. I did AmeriCorps with uh, Wetland Restoration in Florida and it was just an amazing experience. I worked with one of the most successful wetland restoration sites in the country or in the world at that time, they were saying. And mm-hmm. the people were just incredibly gifted. Um, what was going to work, you know, what yeah. was going to work well with the people. So, yeah, I highly recommend just if you're going to go into this type of <laughs> right. just all around, you know, Knowing the amount of science to keep a step ahead in your methods and your procedures and connecting to the community that's going to have the impact of your services is, like, just, like, hugely important. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it takes a, a bit of faith, though, right? You don't get much pay when you're AmeriCorps. Oh, no. You don't. Well, it's more than you think, though. I mean... <laughs> I don't make much more now than I did okay. <laughs> because they they have that uh, you get almost four thousand dollars toward yeah. loans or whatever and um, that's true. Various ones pay different. Um, yeah. Some experiences that the place will house you and that's legal, so you have free housing. I didn't have that here, but um, I mean it's worth it. It's just a year, and you yeah. really need to get that hands-on being part of something that lets you take liberties with your skills and just grow with the amount of amount of effort and energy you're going to put into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Joe, I really want to thank you for talking with us at Agents of Change and really for the work that you have done and continue to do on behalf of Beavers. So. Yeah, well, I appreciate the work you do, too. That time may change